So you can send her to the website so she can listen. All right? Mark? Amen. Amen. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Hello. I'm going to use the pulpit because I have an iPad and I'm not used to holding an iPad because it's actually not mine. It's my wife's. That's my wife's. We got, yeah, newly married. We got married in April. So, yeah, it was lots of fun. Um, and we've been gone for two weeks. Or actually one week here. We've been gone for two weeks. I've been on vacation. It's been fun. Just to make you jealous, uh, Friday, I woke up in Oklahoma City, and it was misty and 64. And there was fog. It was it was pretty awesome. It was, it was pretty great. You're driving along, and yeah. But it's like 109, so on today and Tuesday and stuff. Anyway, uh, truth. Most excellent. Uh, we've been going over truth for, Eric said, I don't know, like six weeks, something like that. And this last one, um, let's read the word. Luke 24, 1 through 12. Last week, Eric talked about, what was it? Jesus became our sin and died. So we're just going to pick up after that. How's that sound? Awesome. Hey. Cool. All right. Luke 24. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for Sunday. Thank you for uh, your word. Thank you for time to spend together as a community. Um, Teach us tonight more about yourself, your truth, your goodness, your love for us, and your resurrection, um, and calm my nerves. And I pray, amen. All right. Let's keep going. First Corinthians 15. That was just to, so you know what happened. First Corinthians 15 says, Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. 
otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. When He appeared to James, then He appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, He appeared to me also as the one abnormally born. This is Paul talking to the Corinthians. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. By the grace of God, I am what I am, and His grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me, whether then it was I or they, this is what we preach and this is what you believed. That's a lot of stuff. Um, this is what we preach and this is what we believe. He's talking about the resurrection of Christ. And I want to read one more passage before I jump into stuff. It's a lot, but it's good. This is Jesus appearing to Peter at the end of John. And this is uh, Peter, after Peter denied Christ three times before he was crucified on the cross. Jesus is resurrected and he goes to Peter. When they had finished eating, Jesus says to Simon, said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went out where you wanted. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Um, I want to read this passage because Jesus shows love to Peter and yet tells him what's going to happen. The resurrection is the most important point in history. Everything points to the resurrection. Everything points back to the resurrection. The, I think one of the strongest points, one of the strongest arguments for the resurrection of Jesus Christ is this Peter... In this passage, it's sort of foretold, but um, Peter was martyred. He was killed. He was crucified. And Paul, who we read, who took his stand on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, was imprisoned and probably beheaded. And James, uh, the son of Zebedee, was executed by the sword. James, the brother of John, was stoned. Mark, Philip, Andrew, Thomas, they're all martyred. They all died. They all were killed. Really, one of the only uh, apostles that made it to old age that we know of is John. He died in 98 after writing some beautiful letters and some beautiful words and seeing some visions about the end times. They all died. They all, instead of saying, no, Jesus wasn't 
resurrected. Um, we didn't actually see him. They went to the grave. They went to death. They were tortured, imprisoned, beaten, and killed. Why? Why is it so important that Jesus was resurrected from the dead? This is what I want to talk about. Does anybody know what a linchpin is? Yeah? The linchpin is used to hold on a wheel um, in a car, or it's also used to uh, hold a, a hitch, right? Uh, like a trailer um, to a car when you're pulling it. Jesus, is, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a linchpin in the Bible. It's what everything points to. It's what everything points back to. It's what we live for. It's the most important moment in history. Um, when I was young, when I was a little kid, we used to go to my grandma's house. And we, my grandma had this like one VHS tape of cartoons. It was the only one she had. She didn't have anything else. And it wasn't like she went out to the store and bought cartoons for us. It was something that she had recorded, I don't even know, like probably 20 years before at least. I don't, I mean, I don't know. But I remember watching this VHS tape. And it was this uh, Mickey Mouse variety thing. It was a bunch of cartoons, a bunch of stuff. And on one of them, they go camping. And so it's Donald Duck and Goofy and Mickey Mouse, and they're uh, driving up the mountain. They've got the camper um, hitched to the back of the car, and they're eating dinner, and Goofy gets out of the car that he's driving that's still moving and goes back into the camper to eat with them. And so the car is driving up this mountain, and there's cliffs and stuff, and they're all sitting in the back, and they're eating corn and all the stuff, and ridiculous things happen. And uh, then all of a sudden, Mickey goes, who's driving? And Donald Duck says, who's driving? And Goofy says, oh, well, I am. And then he realizes that he's in the camper, and he jumps out. And as he's going back to get in the car, his foot kicks, and the camper is hitched to the car with just a hook. Like, it's just hooked to the car. And so, of course, when he kicks back, the thing pops off. There's nothing holding it to it. And the camper goes rolling down backwards. And then they make it over the hill, and they go down the hill, and then they meet up again. Because for some reason, they were going up a hill for no reason. I don't really know why. But they hook up again, and the, the camper comes along and hitches back up with the car and goes along. And Goofy knows doesn't know anything happened, and Mickey and Donald are really mad. So my, the whole point of this, this very long story about this VHS tape, is that if they had had a linchpin holding the camper to the car, it wouldn't have come undone. Goofy kicking it wouldn't. Because if that happened in real life, of course, the camper would go off. We don't want to talk about that. That'd be really sad and tragic. But the camper would come undone. If they had a linchpin, everything would hold together. And if you look at the Bible, and if you look at Jesus, who Jesus was, you look at 
the plan that God had. You go through the whole Old Testament, all the prophecies about the Messiah, everything that Jesus said, everything is held together by the resurrection. Everything. The linchpin for this is the resurrection. God's driving this car, and all the stuff in the Bible and history and the rebellion of man is in the camper, and there's a linchpin holding it, and that's the resurrection. Without that, the camper comes off and it goes down the mountain. Um, everything in history points back to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is the linchpin. Um, why? Why is it so important that Jesus Christ was resurrected? Um, there's four things that I want to talk about that the resurrection proves. The first is that truth is better than lies. Truth triumphs over lies. Um, there's this video with Bono from U2, and he's giving this interview, and the guy says, who is Jesus? To you, who's, who is Jesus? And Bono says, well, he's a, either the Son of God, he's God, or he was and the guy doing the interview interrupts him and says, not. And Bono says, no, he was nuts. The truth of the matter is that Jesus Christ, you can't call him a good teacher. You can't call him just like this cool guy in history because he was either God or he was crazy. One or the other. I mean, he said that he was going to be resurrected. In that Luke passage that we read, it quotes him. Luke 24, verse 7, says that he said, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. If Jesus Christ wasn't resurrected, then lies, falsehood, triumph. Jesus Christ is proclaimed a crazy man in history that died for nothing. But he didn't, because truth is better than life. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. The second thing is that good is better than evil. The goodness of God triumphs over the forces of evil. Um, in the resurrection, God's good plan to overcome the rebellion of man is complete. Man rebelled, man committed evil, man missed the mark and fell into sin. Jesus Christ comes and he is good, he is sinless. And you can, if you want, we just did all, a bunch of sermons. I know a lot of people, it's been summer and people have been in and out. If you haven't listened to them, we've just been doing a whole series on all these things. The rebellion of man, um, sin and death, the goodness of God. Go back and listen to them. They're all really good. I enjoyed them all. Even the ones that I wasn't here for because I went and listened to them on the website. There's a plug for the village website. Good is better than evil. The resurrection is the linchpin. Without it, evil triumphs. The third thing is that love 
is better than hate. Um, when they crucified Jesus, it was an intense hatred, an intense jealousy that man felt for Jesus, that the chief priests, that the people felt for Jesus. It was hatred that drove them to call him crazy, to call him blasphemous. It was hatred that drove them to arrest him. It was hatred that put him on the cross. And it was hatred that drove the nails through his hands. Um, but it was love that held him on the cross. It was love for his creation. It was love for what is good. It was love for us. Um, There's a song that I used to listen to in Mexico, and it's this, it's a Spanish rapper, so I can't actually sing it right now because that would be awkward. Because one, you wouldn't understand it, and two, it would be rapping, and there's no beat, and I'm not a good rapper, so I'm not going to do that. But it's this really cool part, and the guy is saying, if you're the son of God, Get down from the cross, right? And that's it's a quote from the Bible, but he make he makes it into this song. And he repeats it, and it's really cool. And if you're the son of God, get down from the cross. And the truth is that Jesus could have gotten down from the cross. He could have abandoned the project. He could have said, I feel all this hatred from man and I'm just gonna destroy you all. And he could have walked away. Um, but he didn't. The resurrection proves that God's love was what drove the whole thing, everything. Man to do what he did. And it proves that there was a plan for the redemption of man um, because God loved his creation and it was good. The fourth thing is that life is better than death. Um, Life is better than death. Let me go back to 1 Corinthians 15, continuing on, verse 12. But if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we have testified about God that He raised Christ from the dead. But He did not raise Him if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then those who have fallen asleep in Christ are lost. If only for this life we have hope in Christ. We are to be pitied more than all men. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. I need my water. Water. (laughs) 
<laughs> Much more satisfying. Life is better than death. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Eternal life is made possible when Christ triumphs over death. In Christ's resurrection, man is given the opportunity to die and yet triumph in Christ. If Christ was not raised, then we will not be raised either. We will die, and that's it. Christ was raised from the dead, triumphing over death. And therefore, your faith is not futile. Your faith in Christ allows you to be resurrected from the death. It allows you to be saved from death. When we die, we have triumphed over death because Christ triumphed over death. In Christ's death and resurrection, the rebellion of man is redeemed. The resurrection is the linchpin. It's what holds it all together. It's what makes truth better than lies. It's what makes good better than evil, love better than hate, and life better than death. This is the moment in history that we point to as Christians. Christ being resurrected makes the cross a redeeming sign rather than a broken, hateful act. Christ resurrected is what makes life better than death. All of history revolves around and is connected to this moment, to the moment of Christ's triumph over death. This is what is true. The holiness of God, the goodness of God, the rebellion of man, sin and death. Jesus is sinless. Jesus became our sin and died. And Jesus was resurrected. This is what we've been talking about in our series on truth. This is what we hold to when Paul says, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. We need to hold firm to this truth. We need to know, there's another translation I read that said, do not um, hold haphazardly to these things. It's We can't just kind of hold on to the kite string. This guy, I don't know. Like, if you're holding on to a kite string and flying a kite, and that's resurrection, and that's the truth, and that's everything, you're not going to just hold on to the string, like, lightly when there's giant winds blowing around, you know. You're not just going to kind of walk around. You're going to hold on. You're going to wrap it around your hand. You're going to figure out where the wind is, what's going on, what your kite is doing, why it's doing it, why it's flying, why it's in the air, who's holding it in the air, and why you're holding on to that string. These are the truths of the Christian faith. The holiness of God, 
and the goodness of God, the rebellion of man, sin and death. Jesus is sinless. Jesus became our sin and died, and Jesus was resurrected. It's the linchpin that holds everything together. Hold firmly to truth. Know what you hold on to. And then I was talking to Lane this morning, and she said, we can't be transformed now if we don't give Jesus access to our hearts. Very true. We can't just hold on to the string because it's Jesus that teaches us the truth. It's Jesus that shows us what is true and it's Jesus that transforms our hearts if we allow him to. On these things, the Christian faith is based. Resurrection is the linchpin. I don't have anything else. Um, I think I'm just going to pray. And we're going to move on. Dear Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your holiness. Thank you that you've you sent your son to die on the cross and be resurrected. Thank you that he took on our sins. Thank you that though we are in rebellion, you are transforming our lives. You are working in us to look to you. Um, thank you for the resurrection. Thank you that you have given us life over death. And you've given us love over hate. And good over evil. Lord, speak truth to us. Speak your word, your truth. Um, you are what is good and holy. You are love, and you are the only way. 